my name is Stephen Key. You've been watching this channel. I know you're either thinking about an idea or you have a product that maybe you're launching and you're wondering how can you get great exposure and how can you get people to know more about your product. So I wanted to introduce you to someone that's wonderful that can help you. Sarah Shaw, is that correct last name Shaw? Okay. That's me. <laughs> I, I just want to make sure I get that right. She does something really, really fun and remarkable. Um, she can get your product in front of who? Major celebrities, big magazines. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, no, wait a minute. How exciting is that? Because those celebrities, if they see your product, they use your product, that could mean huge sales for you. Is that correct? Oh my God, it could be huge, yeah. Okay. I've made over 120000 on one hit in a magazine. All right. Okay. So, Sarah, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about yourself and what you do. Let's start there. So, my background is in uh, fashion, handbag design, accessory designs. I have a, had a patent on a closet organizer for handbags. And for the last uh, 11 years now, I've been teaching other product designers how. I became successful, what my tips and tricks are, getting products into stores, magazines, and into celebrity hands. Wow. Is it, um, now that's kind of a dream come true, isn't it? For someone <laughs> that's got a product to see a celebrity using it. I mean, totally. let's talk about the impact. What does that do for, for someone that can get their product that much exposure? Well, I think what it ultimately does, especially in this day and age, you know, when I started out, there wasn't any social media and now with social media and, you know, everybody has a website, obviously, <laughs> that it just helps to build your credibility. It just really shows that status level and the credibility that you're not a here today, gone tomorrow company. Okay which I think is so important today, you know, just with how quickly things can turn over, you know, and how fast you can get something on social media, right. And get it out to all your followers or your friends, followers or the celebrity or the magazine posts it, you know, and it just goes crazy. It, it just gives you that opportunity to reach so many people so quickly. Okay. So it's fast. It can actually help your brand. Anytime a celebrity is endorsing it by using it, that's, is there any other larger um, product endorsement than having a celebrity use it? Probably not. Not really. I mean, it depends. You know, you could have um, a specific magazine, you know, like being on the O list okay. in Oprah magazine. Right. You know, I probably sold over 5,000 units when I was on the O list. That was probably the biggest hit I ever got. Okay. Uh, well, let's talk about that for a minute. That had to be pretty exciting. Was that hard to do? Was it hard at first for you? To get on the O-list? Yeah. Well, it took a long time. I mean, I probably had been in business maybe three years pitching okay. them. And then they put one on a, a, a cosmetic bag of mine. And we didn't know. They somehow forgot to credit check, which is very rare. Okay. And we came into work and had a, over 100 orders at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning for something we only had two of. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> after a mild heart attack and a few cries... Uh, we decided to just um, put up a little sign on the website that said, due to our placement in Oprah magazine, we're sold out of this item. Please check, you know, pick another. And I went on to sell about 5,000 of those makeup wow. bags. So all the, all the knowledge that you're going to be sharing with, with um, clients, 
This is mm -hmm. hard-earned knowledge, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> many, many years of doing things totally wrong, learning how to do it right, and then often doing it wrong again. <laughs> I can't say I'm the one who learns everything the first time around, okay. uh, but sometimes it shows its head in a different way and you're like, wait, I learned how to do it this way and now I have to learn how to do it this way. And so it's a lot of trial and error and trying different things and evolving with the times. You know, I mean, I have okay. to say, I, you know, when I started my bag company, buy, store buyers and magazine editors weren't even on email. And it wasn't till I, you know, moved into the end of that business and my next company, you know, where I was like, wow, internet marketing is so easy. I mean, I had to teach it to myself. It was a whole nother level of learning curve, right? But once you learn it, you're like, wow, push one button, boom, all these people get your email. Whereas before it was calling 400 stores, you know, a week, and then it was contact them all in 30 seconds. Okay. Is there any other tips and advice you could give to someone just starting out to prepare for when they want to get a hold of someone like you, or even if they they want to try to do that themselves. Um, is it a good logo? Is it have your production ready, as, you, as you're saying? Is it a website? I mean, what are some tips that you can do to get ready for that type of publicity? So I think having a really nice looking website is the first thing that anyone should set up. Um, making it, making sure that it's very easy, um, sort of a, a one click way to buy something. You know, sometimes I see sites and there's, you have to click five times to get to it. That's me. That. That's me. But go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so kind of one click shopping, because I think especially if you start, if you have a Facebook pixel on your website, okay. it gives you a lot of statistics and insights into how people are seeing your site. And if you run, even if you're running a few little inexpensive ads, you can see, are they looking at it on their phone? Are they looking at it on Instagram or Facebook or your website? So it really starts to tell you and help you hone in on what needs to be the most awesome parts of your business. But then having a catalog or a line sheet or a sell sheet, depending, you know, if you have one product, a simple sell sheet is good enough, right? If you have multiple products or a whole collection, sometimes it can be a, you know, six to 12 page catalog. And, you know, when you're going out to stores, you want to show them wholesale prices. But when you're going out to the media or celebrities, you always want to only have retail prices because you don't want to make a mistake and have the magazine print the wholesale price by accident. <laughs> ah! <laughs> that almost happened to me too in the beginning. <laughs> but okay. so, so really having, you know, having all your ducks in a row, making sure that you're presentation is professional because you only have one opportunity to make a first impression and you need to make it a good one. All right. What about when you get out too early with, with any type of PR campaign and you're not really ready for it? Um, maybe you don't even have your, maybe you don't even have your man. Maybe you don't have stock in your warehouse. Is that a problem? <laughs> yes. Well, yes and no. I mean, look at take my Oprah thing, for example, we only had two of what people had ordered. And so, you know, I never encourage people to, you know, stock up on anything when they think the magazine might be a big hit because it can be a bomb and you just don't know. Right. I mean, okay. until until the orders start pouring in and the phone starts ringing, you really and actually until the magazine comes out, you don't even know if it could get bumped for something. Okay. So it's really important to just 
keep going, pretend it's not coming, and then, you know, just deal with it as it comes. I mean, you want to have your manufacturing in place so that if you had to put a sign up on your website, you know, due to our placement in InStyle, we're shipping in six weeks, you know, buy it now, you know, and then they can pre-order, you can collect money. It, it actually can help with production costs at the same time. And then you're fulfilling orders as the production comes in. Okay. Once you get this publicity by celebrity, can you reuse the image? Is that okay to do it? Do you, do you do it? Just ask for forgiveness if someone catches you or does, does it really matter today? Because it seems like a sharing world today that, that everybody wants to share. Companies want to share. Is that pretty much acceptable? Yeah, I mean, if it's a photo of a celebrity it, with your product or using it, I mean, I still use pro images from 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had lots of products in movies and it's still, people okay. still watch the movies and it's relevant, right? You know, if you want to make sure that you're using celebrity images when the celebrity is relevant in okay. the world, okay. you know, if they get some bad press and it's not so great, <laughs> yank it. <laughs> but but I think you can use images over okay. and over again in advertising and sending out to your mailing list, putting on your website, sending it to stores, to magazines, okay. you know, because especially if a magazine never picked up that story, maybe that celebrity's hot this year and they weren't last year when you got sure. in touch with that person. So it really depends on what's going on in society too. Okay. Um, we're going to put down information where people can find you. Really easy, but let's talk about you do more. I mean, you do quite a few things um, that relate to selling product, right? Could you go through all of it? Because I saw on your your web page, you talk about inventory, you talk about a lot of things. So can you give us a big picture? Because we just talked about kind of some of the PR opportunities. Is there anything else that anything else that you could do to help someone? Oh, sure. We teach you how to sell online, how to create a rapport and relationship and build that relationship with your online shoppers. Uh, we teach you how to get into stores. And, oh. you know, most I usually recommend most beginning designers, you know, especially in fashion, apparel, baby, you know, even maybe some small widgets, widgets or gadgets that can't be licensed <laughs> or sold to a big company right away that if you start with small stores, gift shops, perhaps if it's more of a gift item or clothing stores, accessory shops, that you build this credibility, again, credibility factor and show proof of concept to bigger store buyers. And that also, if you're to, let's say you sell clothes and you were going to, you know, Macy's calls or Bloomingdale's and you're like, woohoo, I'm going to go sell them, you know, $50,000 worth of stuff. It's technically kind of on consignment these days because if it doesn't sell, they're either going to mark it down or send it back to you. Okay. And if you don't already have an outlet to, you know, kind of get rid of these things and move them on, it could really be financially disastrous to a company. So I always recommend that you, you know, if you're building it and paying for the inventory yourself and have a warehouse full of stuff or your garage or whatever, that you continuously are finding outlets where if you get caught in a, you know, unsavory situation that you're not going to go out of business because you can't unload it. Like having that one big Walmart account and for some yes. reason they mark it down or it doesn't sell and, and you built inventory for the next month order and it doesn't come. Is that what you're exactly. talking about? Yes, yes, that. <laughs> but if you were already selling it to, you know, 200 gift shops around the country, 
it wouldn't put you out of business because you could quickly maybe offer them 20% off or something so that you're not losing the money and come up with, you know, some quick marketing idea. Okay. Two last questions. Yeah. Um, I started out slow. Uh, I'm in all these little stores. So I, I've got this business proof of concept. I've got my pricing right, my packaging right. I'm ready for the big companies now. And I reached out to them and sure enough, they, they say, great, I'm getting in their system. Am I worried about they're probably going to reduce the price? They're probably going to squeeze it a little bit and have a lower price point at the big box stores. How does that impact my independent stores? It, big time. I mean, they don't want to see you selling your product other places. It's kind of like how QVC wants to be the lowest retailer of, of a specific item. You know, whether if you're selling it for 20, they're going to sell it for 19.99 or maybe 16.99. So I think sometimes when you're going out to big box, if you've been selling to these small stores, maybe you put together a different packaging or you combine three things, you know, kind of like how Costco sells things in bundles, right? You're not going to send sell one roll of toilet paper, you'll sell three. You know, <laughs> and and so it's thinking about how you could present it to the bigger stores. You know, if you're going to a department store, not a big box, they're not going to want to sell it for less than you sell it on your website. It's too much competition. But, you know, with, um, you know, if you're going to Walmart or someplace, maybe you undo it's one less little special thing or something or or when you're selling it to the boutique in the gift shops you add a key ring or something you know right. that that makes it make it a little different Di change that packaging i know costco is very good at that another yeah. i've got so many questions for you but i'm gonna i'm only gonna ask one more okay um okay a, a company wants a, a big retailer wants to do a test first and they actually don't want to do a a, a brick and mortar test they rather do an online test Sure. Okay. So how important for me to make that a successful run on their online in order to get that retail? Um, oh my God. I'd know everyone I know, I would ask them to buy one and I'd pay them back. <laughs> I love it. I, I think that it's kind of goes back to the days when I used to do trunk shows in big stores to okay. try to get in like Henry Bendel's in New York before it closed, of course, or Bloomingdale's. They wanted to test me. So I would go into the stores, set up my stuff, do a trunk show, and I did a massive marketing campaign okay. prior to that. You know, there was no social media. I couldn't do a Facebook ad, but I had a big mailing list. I mean, I would offer gift with purchase, you know, right. send your family in, uh, you know, anything. People would come in and say, oh, our daughter sent us. We're in from Texas, you know, and we'd take a picture. They'd buy a bag, you know, they'd go. But I think that these days, no matter where you're selling, I don't care if it's in, you know, Walmart or, you know, the finest boutique in the world, you, they really rely on you as part of the marketing team to really push your stuff. And I think that's what people forget. They think, oh, ooh, I'm in some stores, you know, I'm just going to go have some lunch. And, <laughs> and really, you should be spending your lunchtime emailing and promoting okay. as much as you can, because they, they've got, you know, kind of like how if you're on Amazon, they've got 800 million items. They can't promote oh. every item, right? Okay. Well, big box stores and even boutiques are the same way. They, they require you and need you, and will, you'll be more successful ultimately if you help with that. You're awesome. <laughs> 
Hey, thank you for coming on. We're going to have you back, by the way. Awesome. I'll be there anytime. Okay, everybody, write down your questions. <laughs> write your questions down below. Sarah knows what she's doing. She's done it for a long time. She can help you. If you need more information, we're going to put it down below. If you need her services, we'll put all the information down below. Sarah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Stephen. Good to see you. Thank you.